When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to A View from the Bullens in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London, our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Hello and welcome back to A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean and Benwin Stanley. Lee, Brighton nil, Everton 2, a comprehensive away performance, a comfortable second half. Everton were worthy winners, weren't they? Yeah, uh, I think we, we were saying that coming out of the ground on Saturday, uh, just how, how comfortable it felt. You know, we were never really in any danger of losing that game. I thought we were... On top, I think Graham Potter has come out and said it. A lot of the Brighton fans on Twitter have come out and said it. You know, we, there was only one one team winning that game, and that was us. For first half, we sort of grew into it without being spectacular. But that second half performance was just absolutely outstanding to a man. Thought they got the game plan absolutely spot on. Didn't really give give Brighton a sniff, although they may argue they had a bit of an off day. But you can only do uh, beat what's in front of you. And this season so far, it looks like that's what's happening. Um, it was an amazing game to be at. The atmosphere was unbelievable in the away end. You know, I've been to many, many away games, and you know that's up there. You know, it, we didn't seem to stop from the first minute until the final whistle. Just really, really great support. <laughs> Only just got my voice back now. You know, it was just a boss day. Just a great performance. Damari Gray again. You know, he's got everyone right behind him. You know, with, with his his pace and how direct he is, he seems to be absolutely flying on confidence. I mean, that that first goal was just a, a lovely ball into his into his path by Allen. By the way, I think that's gone under the radar a little bit, as if to say, "Go on, there's your space, go and attack it." And when he got that ball, you just knew you had a sense what was going to happen. Um, you know, he drives, 
no other thoughts in his mind. This is going under the keeper. Bang. Not stopping it. 1-0. Second half, it could have been... I think we said that after the game. You couldn't have argued if that would have finished 3 or 4-0. Personally, I thought it was a 3-0 game. So I think 2-0, slightly flattered Brighton. But Alan and Decore in the middle were outstanding. Worked incredibly hard. Used the ball really well. Alan's distribution you know, for the first goal and for the penalty was just unbelievable. They, they just, I mean, you're not stopping those passes. Wobi as well, when he came on, because I thought he was faultless. Um, he looks a completely different player. His confidence is clearly up. Whatever Benitez is saying to him is having a, a real effect. Uh, he was perhaps unlucky not to get on the score sheet. Um, so overall, it was just just a, 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 an amazing, comfortable 2-0 win. And all of a sudden, it's a great start to the season. You know, seven points out of those three games, you'd have taken all day long. So it was amazing. It was a boss to be there, boss to see a few blues and put a few faces to names as well. Um, so yeah, one that will go down, live longer than memory, that one, Mick, it was a boss away day. Ben, before we go into too much detail regarding the manner of the victory and the performance, it was a brilliant, brilliant three points, wasn't it? A lot of people aren't going to go there and pick up three points um, at Brighton away. They're really good football inside. They play nice football. Um, Graham Potter's got them playing lovely football, but we went there, and as Lee quite rightly said, the first half, first 15 minutes, we kind of grew into the game. wasn't the best start, but then after that first 15 minutes, we just controlled the game. And what I really liked, and someone mentioned it today to me, is it was a proper Everton performance. So, like, we've been so used to having a direct number nine, defending for our lives, breaking with really quick wingers and whipping it in. And it just felt like that. We had a number nine in Calvert-Lewin, who was really performed really well. Quick wingers, Damari Gray, absolutely superb. What a buy he's turned out to be. I'm absolutely in love with the man. And as you can probably hear from my voice, I'm absolutely sick of singing Damari Gray, ole, ole, ole for the past 48 hours. It's just, he's been a, such a, a, a brilliant sign and he, he's direct, he's quick, he's give us that dynamic that we didn't have, so we say, last year. And another one, uh, Andros Townsend, a few people raised their eyebrows at him when he signed. What a performance he put in. He grafted like mad. And when he made that tackle in the 89th minute, the away support went up in cheers if we just scored a goal because he'd been worked as absolute shocks off all game. Substitutions were great. Alan Decore, absolute monsters again. And we just look like the players have got a game plan. The coach, Benitez, didn't sit down for the whole game. You could see him on the touchline when someone made a slight error. He'd give him commands, what he wanted from them. You can clearly see there was the game plan where he wanted people to go, what they, what their job role were. And it was just an all-around phenomenal away performance. Seamus Coleman making the late runs. And like Lee said before, Alan made the assist for Damari Gray, who, as soon as he got that ball, just went, shot it, I'm going at this right back. And he literally tore him to shreds. He was gone past him and bang, we won the up. And Alan again for the penalty. Superb ball in and behind the left-back. And the old Seamus Coleman reappeared. Um, quick, direct, got right behind him. And rightly so, won the um, won the penalty. But we could have scored more. We probably should have scored more. And But it was just a, an all-round brilliant day. And as Lee quite rightly said again, we met some Evertonians who came and listened to this podcast. And it was really good to shake their hands of some fellow Blues who follow us, listen to the podcast, and who obviously can put a face to a name. Um, it was just so good. Such a brilliant day. It was just we're surrounded by really, really good people. We had an amazing weekend. 
Um, the Brighton fans as well, hats off to them. They were really helpful and really gracious the feet. We were speaking to them after the game and they were saying that how well we performed, how well we could be the overachievers, shall we say, only spending £1.5 million in this window and coming off looking like a better team. And they said that they couldn't see a weakness in Everton, which they obviously had an XGA under, I think it was 0.33 yesterday, which is unheard of for Brighton, who last year were the kings of the expected goals. So, to put in a performance like that, it was just like Benitez got the nail on the head. They obviously the four four one one four four two again, and obviously the Sky likes to report on the um, the old Richarlison Calvert Lewin debate over the penalty. But look, it's the boy Richarlison wants to do well. He wants to score. It was a bit it wasn't in the man I'd like to like to go about Everton going ahead because obviously Calvert Lewin was the number one penalty taker. But look, he's hungry for goals. He wants to do well. And the fans even even backed him afterwards. Obviously, we all knew what he was doing was wrong. We sung his name afterwards to give the boys some confidence to say that obviously we love him at our club. We love how he performed. But clearly, there was a penalty taken before the game in Calvert-Lewin. And again, short one-up, bang, bottom corner. He needs to stay on penalties for me because the, the ball was past their goalkeeper before he even had a chance to dive. It was a superbly tough penalty and all-round brilliant performance. So, no, absolutely made up for everyone who came on put a real shifting Awobi brilliant off the bench and um, everyone who came on did their job um, it was just an all round brilliant performance Miss. Lee during the first half there wasn't too much of a difference between the two sides and I think if we're both honest it wasn't the best of first half football that we've ever seen but it just goes to show doesn't it when you have a little bit of pace in the team maybe a match winner if we can call him that in Damari Gray getting that first goal is imperative isn't it and when Everton, like we said, have a player like that in the team now in Damari Gray, it can be all the difference, can't it? Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't a great first half, but also the importance of keeping a clean sheet. Because at nil-nil, you know, you, you've, you've got your match winner there in Damari Gray. And, you know, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison, they're all potential match winners on the day. But you've got to keep it at nil so that when you do get that first goal, you're ahead and you're sort of not always constantly chasing the game. And I want to give special mention to Keane and Holgate. Obviously, Keane especially has had his critics so far this season, and rightly so, because he, he's he's looked devoid of any confidence. But I thought they were much more solid at the weekend, and that included the first half. And we've said this all along. If you win the battle and earn the right through hard work, you know, application, no discipline, being disciplined, sticking to what the, the managers told you to do and your positions, then you, you, you're earning the right to go and win football matches and that that's what happened at the weekend. So, okay, Brighton aren't great. They're not a great side. You know, you take Basuma out of out of them and by the way, he is he is a, a serious player. Him. He, he's brilliant and I don't even think he had his best game but you take him out of, the, out of the, their side and they'll probably struggle but say it again, we struggled against eight or nine. Sorry, we played and lost eight or nine sides that struggled in the Premier League last season because we didn't earn the right to win the games. We went through the motions. It looked like they were just told to go out there and just play. No sort of tactics or anything like that. This is completely the opposite. You know, where you can tell they're drilled. They know each player knows exactly what they're meant to be doing. You know, Alan and Decore look different players. To what than than they did towards the end of last season. They've got their energy back, confidence on the ball, distribution, all absolutely brilliant. I mean, Alex Awobi, I've never seen a transformation like it, and you know I hope it carries on 
because he, he, he can prove to be a real threat because he was he was 10 out of 10 when he came on and that is not going over the top. He was faultless if you watch that game back. Um, I thought Coleman had a good game at right back, you know, and, you know, hopefully he's still got a, a part to play, although we do definitely need to address that area. But we, we, we stayed in the game. Damari Gray gets us off, you know, he, he, he does what he does at the minute, puts us ahead. And from that point onwards, there was only ever going to be one winner in that game. And like I say, it was it was probably a little bit of a disservice to Everton that we didn't go on and win that game three or four nil. Um, certainly wouldn't have uh, flattered us. A great performance, Mick. Um, I was just buzzing coming out of that ground that you know there was not not that disappointment that we've either lost or thrown two points away against the side which were there for the taking. There was none of that. We came, got the job done, went away with the three points. And, and all of us were absolutely made up. And that's what happens. If you perform like that and you put the effort in, the fans will get right behind you. Everton fans are known for it. And you could just tell everyone is getting right behind this side. That away ends was bouncing. Um, all pulling in the, in the same direction. And Rafa Benitez has got to take a lot of credit for that as well. Certainly for me, I, I can't give him, give him enough praise for the, the first few weeks of his tenure. Forget pre-season was all over the place when it's when it started the season when it really matters he's got it spot on and long may it continue Ben before the game there were question marks over Michael Keane and Mason Holgate what Leah's just got into and with no Yerry Mina Ben Godfrey just not ready at the moment we were concerned there was noise around the ground inside the ground on the concourse and, and I think most Evertonians would look at that and go that's probably Everton's weak point today but I just want to talk about Decore and Alan in front of those two. What a job them two did. And, and protecting that that back four, it gave us a good platform, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, we haven't touched on Michael Keane and uh, Mason Holgate. I thought the pair of them played brilliantly. They were really good. Uh, Neil Moore plays a bit of a handful at the best of times. He's non-stop. He's a bit energetic like Jamie Vardy. Runs round a lot. Trossard was skillful. Um, had a bit of the ball, but no. They, they were solid. They were really, really good. They wanted the ball. They started off a bit shaky, but grew into the game. And I think when they put in a few tackles in the first half, I think Morpé got round the back and Michael Keane came over and made like a last-ditch tackle from the ball coming into the back. And we gave him a round of applause and got behind him. And I think he thrives on confidence. He's a massive, massive confidence player. And since that tackle um, he made in the first half, he just went on and on. And then obviously backed up by Alan and Decore, who... Once again, I don't know how, in like the, the 85th minute, the core, he was bombing on as if it was like the first five minutes again. He's just, it's, it seems to be like the core is the Decore we've signed from Watford. Um, that's what I was used to seeing a couple of years ago when he was at Watford, bombing up and down the pitch. And it just makes you think, was he not utilised properly last year? Was he told to defend deeper? Was he told to back up the right-hand side, which we did see him a lot on the right. But no, he, he was fabulous. Um, and for me, Alan is, again, I, I really don't know, understand why he was utilised so deep last year because he's a ball-playing he's a, he's a ball playing central midfielder that will get the ball and beat players. He's a very, very good dribbler and his stats show that. He was winning balls, winning tackles, and he was up against, arguably, probably like Lee just said, one of the best central midfielders in the Premiership in Basuma and... He had an OK game, but he, he he looks class as well. But he, he was man for man against him. He was winning the balls, getting it out early, putting us on the break. And then balls, obviously, for Damari Gray and Coleman, put us on the front foot. 
it's just so nice to see Everton playing forwards, playing positive, making forward passes. And you can see at the early signs of the season that we are looking to break and break quick. We've never had that before. And in the past, we've looked at set pieces and getting the ball out wide, winning a foul, getting it in. I haven't seen Everton play like this for a long, long time. As soon as we got to the ball, we're breaking like mad and everyone's running forward trying to get in on the act. And Wobi joined the party as well. When he came on, he looks refreshed. And I, I don't know what's going in on train. Obviously, we're not there. I know some people make reference to me hiding in bushes, but... I don't know what they're doing in training, but it's definitely working. There's definitely a game plan there. And when we've seen the team, obviously Brighton do like to play a bit of a 3-5-2 and then they drop in to make a bit of a 3-6-1. So they've always normally got players in and around the midfield who are open. Um, But Alan Decoy didn't look phased at all. Um, I think the first 10 to 15 minutes we were saying... Well, they've got a lot of space in the middle, but something changed. I don't know if Richarlison dropped a bit deeper started to pick up on um, Basum a bit more, who both of them had a very, very heated afternoon, both getting stuck into one another, which we all love to see, um, worked very, very hard. And when I feel like that first 15 minutes, he changed it. Something happened where Alan DeCorey could just have the freedom of the park and they were everywhere. They were monstrous. It reminded me of a mini snapping at the heels of Lee, putting on his shoes on her Friday night at yours, Mick. It was just ferocious. <laughs> literally, literally everywhere getting stuck in. It was just unbelievable. Um, I really feel like them two in the midfield are really going to push on this season and hopefully um, they can both stay fit because they're a massive part of how we play now. They win the ball. They, they don't give you a minute. Uh, and obviously, Decorey can go box to box now, which I still can't understand why he wasn't doing that last year. But that could probably be the managerial differences in Ancelotti and obviously Benitez. So, fair play to Rafael Benitez. He's come in, he's won a few Evertonians over. I know a few are still potentially maybe waiting for him to fail. I don't know. But look, he's the, the stats speak for themselves, performing very, very well, especially going forward. And he's got this game plan now where we do sit a bit deep, but we go hell for level when we win that ball back. And if we win the ball in the middle of the park, when you've got someone like Damari Gray on the left who you can put in, who is blistering pace, you're going to get behind anyone. And if you're playing a right back who predominantly is in quick and you're playing against Damari Gray, Gray who is left and right-footed, He's your defender's worst nightmare. He really, really is because he's going to put you on the front foot all the time. But no, Michael Keane, Mason Holgate, well done. Um, really good performance but obviously it's helped from your central midfielders but look Michael Keane needed that performance I was I was I held my hands up I was saying on the last podcast he needed time off the side um, obviously Yeri yeah, Mina was injured Ben Godfrey's still recovering still not quite up to scratch as you say Mick but he came in and performed really well um, and you do make you think is he is he turning a, a corner again because he sometimes starts off really bad and then get goes better as the season goes on so look well done the pair of them um, they give some Rafa some headaches now going forward to the next game against Burnley um, after the international break so yeah made up great performance all round no fault of defence especially no defence with the midfield so fingers crossed we can kick on now and uh, get some well-earned rest before the international break and um, go on to Burnley mm. Lee before we look at some negatives another positive was Andros Townsend the work rate from Andros Townsend down that right hand side is, is not going unnoticed by the Everton fans. He got an enormous roar. I think it was in the 89th minute, but busting a gut to make a, a last-ditch tackle whilst we were 2 it up and the game was probably near enough won. It, he almost epitomises this Rafa Benitez-Everton team at the moment, doesn't he? Oh, you know what? 
I I I love the man already. Um, and that that uh, incident that you're referring to there, and I think Ben touched upon earlier on. I, I cheered that like it was the third goal. I went mad. I remember I turned around and we were all like shaking our fists, going, "Is right that that is what you want to see." After 89 minutes, arguably the game's already won. He's literally busting a gut to make up 50 yards, whatever it was, and get that tackle in. And, you know, that is how you get the Everton fans firmly on your side by doing things like that. And that's what he's done. He's coming out. He's gracious. You can tell he he loves uh, being at the club. He's grateful for the opportunity to play for a club of our size. He's come out and said it. Um, and, and that's reflected in his performances on the pitch. So he's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, I thought he he struggled a little bit in the in the cup game in the first half, but then he then he got on the score sheet. So I'm not sure whether he was brought in to be a starter or not. But as it stands now, you know, before obviously we've finalized our business in the transfer market and who knows what's going to happen before it's midnight tomorrow. He's starting. And, and he, he's certainly not letting himself down. He's not letting the fans down or his teammates. He's been absolutely brilliant. Work rate spot on. Attitude spot on. He looks dangerous. He can whip a ball in. You know, there's a goal in him as well. So it, it's turning out to be a very, very astute piece of business. Um, and, you know, when when it was announced, I think there was a few people that sort of turned their nose up and went, well, Andros Townsend. And to be fair, I'm going to hold my hands up. I was probably one of them. And I was thinking, what are we getting here? Why are we shopping at, Why are we shopping for Crystal Palace um, freebies who have just been released from the contract? But it just shows that's why I'm not manager of Everton Football Club and, and Benitez is, because sometimes you're wrong. Um, I won't go into another player we've been linked with because uh, you know I'm hoping to be wrong on that one as well. Um, but no, in terms of Andros Townsend, Mickey's been absolutely brilliant. He's going to be a fan's favourite. You can just tell, um, and we're all right behind him. So, yeah, top performance for him. Ben, there was a negative, if we can call it a negative, during the game. And when Seamus Common won the penalty, Dominic Calvert-Lewin was quite clear he was going to be the penalty taker. And we had a bit of a, an issue for probably about a minute. Seamus Common was receiving treatment. Richarlison picked the ball up, refused to give it to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Alan. Andros Townsend went over to Richarlison. Seamus Common then got back up from his injury, went over to Richarlison, and they almost had to grab the ball off Richie to give it to Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But it, it created a bit of a scene, didn't it? And a bit of unwanted tension, probably a bit more pressure on Calvert-Lewin to then finish the penalty due to obviously Richarlison's antics. Where do you sit with this one? Oh, I touched on it a bit before. Um, it's a really difficult one. I, I never like to see that. Obviously, it reminds me back to obviously when we played West Brom all those years ago. Morales took it off Leighton Baines, and it just caused that unwanted atmosphere, that unwanted delays. Um, you could tell the fans watching were getting a bit frustrated, but you got to see both sides of the coin. I think I don't like that behaviour. I don't like it publicly, and I do feel like behind the scenes that it was Dominic Carvalho was going to be the number one penalty taker and if we want a potential second penalty that Richarlison would be taking that, I think that's the agreement they got behind the scenes. So, But look, Richarlison wants to do well and I'm not going to have a go at the kid because he was, he's hungry to score, he's hungry to impress, he likes to show up in front of the fans. I don't like the way in which he did it, but I can see why. He's so desperate to score, he's so desperate to obviously show the club that 
that he means the world to him of playing for us because I think it does. I feel like he does really love the football club and obviously he's been spoken about to Paris Saint Germain and maybe had something planned if he scored to like maybe like bang the crest or do something. I really don't know. I don't know what's going through his head, but I just felt like there was a bit more. So there was a bit underlying issue there. I don't know. Like I said, I'm really unsure of it, but it was resolved. Um, I think Townsend had a bit of a go, which is good to see. I knew he's only been at the club a few a few weeks, and he tried to say, "Come on, Richie, give us a dummy score against Leeds last week." And he's our penalty taken, and Alan had a go. And Seamus Coleman, fair play, got a grip of the situation quick. He was receiving treatments, took the ball off for Charleston, and handed it to Calvert Lewin, and. Look, if he would have gone off and soaked when he scored, then it would have been a bit sickening. But he did run over, they did hug, they did high five, and he did celebrate with Don Calvert Lewin. But I just, I just think it was frustration more than anything. Um, it's obviously not nice to see. It was a bit embarrassing, but obviously Sky Sports News will clearly look at that issue rather than the uh, the complete performance that Everton put in. Once again, showing their love for Everton Football Club going forward. It was that was all obviously gets in the headlines. Then teammates clash and. It's not what you want to see. You want to see these Sky Sports news saying like top performance by Everton and obviously what Lee said before, Graham Potter came out and said that and said the best team won. Like no complaints from us. They were brilliantly tactically all over the park, which he were. So it's a definite negative. Um, but luckily it didn't have any impact on the actual outcome of the penalty. Calvert-Lewin stepped up brilliantly and slotted it in that bottom corner. It was a brilliant, brilliantly well-taken penalty as well. So yeah, Fortunately, it didn't cost us going forward. We got the second goal. You don't like to see it, but I can see why he's done it. He's obviously so desperate and the frustration was building. And He didn't have his best afternoon, um, but he did work hard. He tried very hard. He obviously dropped back in on Basum and he was working extremely hard. And we sung his name and it was nice to see. He's obviously had a bit of stick. We did cheer when the Calvert-Lewin got given the ball. But look, Richardson's one of our own. He's one of our players. We're fighting We'll fight for him to, to the death and we'll sing his name and we did we sung his name showed him that we still loved him and he went on and performed okay defensively and that worked his arse off so look it's done it's dusted hopefully we learn from it hopefully it doesn't happen again more so for the embarrassment side of things in the media um, and it shouldn't be happening going forward but it's, it's one of them it's hard to obviously you've got to see both sides of the coin but I just don't like to see it if that makes sense <laughs> mm. Lee where do you sit with this one for me I'm not fully comfortable. You were raging. Yeah, were I'm, raging. Not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fully comfortable with it because professional setups and throughout the football pyramid, you always have a set penalty taker and then you have a number two if that player is injured and, and so on. So before the game and at the start of the season, Dominic Calvert-Lewin would have been the designated penalty taker if he's on the pitch. Dominic Calvert-Lewin goes to get the ball and then Richarlison starts to play up. Now, I'm not going to get too personal on the issue, but it's... In my opinion, it's very petulant, unprofessional, and it creates a scene. Mm -hmm. Now, with the greatest of respects, and I totally understand what Ben's saying, you know, Richardson probably has his own agenda, his motive, he wants to score. I get that, and I totally get it. But from a team's perspective, when you've got three or four good senior pros surrounding you, I think you have to look at yourself. And in Richardson, he has to look at himself there and go, maybe I'm wrong. Where, where do you sit with this? I'm with you on it, mate. I'm firmly with you on it. Um, I can see again. I can see where Ben's coming from. Um, you know, and you, and you do want players who are keen to do well. And I think he is just a bit immature, Richarlison. He, he can be very, a little bit childish and sulky and stuff like that. 
but it, it's part of who he is and we love him for it. it, it it's, you know, he's he's a firm fan's favourite. He's our talisman. We all love him, like Ben said, but he's out of order there. You know, you were raging next to me at the game. I, I was similarly like, it's just embarrassing. You know, you, you, you're told, you, got, you go onto that pitch with a clear instruction as to who is the penalty taker. If we get a penalty, Calvert-Lewin's taking it and that that's that. You know, once the managers give his, his orders and his direction, there shouldn't be players taking matters into their own hands on the football pitch. It put Calvert-Lewin, you know, a penalty is already a pressurised situation in itself. You know, you, you're standing up 12 yards out in front of the Everton fans. It's already hard enough without a scene like that adding to it. It's almost like, well, right, I've, I've insisted on taking this now. I better stick it away. Otherwise, I'm going to look a right numpty. Um, you know, credit to Calvert-Lewin. He, he, it's one of the best penalties you're ever going to see. You know, you're just never, ever saving that. But Richarlison acted incredibly petulantly there. His body language, I know, I think we were all a bit carried away with the final whistle and singing the Damari Grayole song. Um, but I made a point of looking at Richarlison at the end of the game. And he, he went to just walk straight off the pitch. He turned around. He gave a young fan his shirt. But then he was straight off down the tunnel while all, all the other Everton players were sort of lapping up the applause and sort of showing appreciation to the away fans. He, he sort of trudged off and then he booted a water bottle just before he walked down the tunnel. And for me, I'm like, that's just shown a bit too much of an indiv individualistic side rather than being made up that your team have just won 2-0 and put in a great performance. Now, I don't know whether Benitez is going to pull him to one side behind the scenes and say, you know, and, and address the issue. I, I'd like to think so because that's just a little bit worrying for me. I don't know where his head's at in terms of, you know, is he after a move away and, and maybe he's told he's got to wait till next summer? Is it the international issue that we've seen rear his head on Instagram today? You just don't know where his head's at. But he seemed a little bit all over the place on, on Saturday. But despite that, he worked hard as always. He put in a performance and he, and he helped towards a a 2-0 win but you, you just let's just hope that doesn't happen again it's an isolated incident and we don't have to see it again because he, he was he was in the wrong there's no denying it Moving away from that negative Ben we're going to go back to another positive and Alex Awobi came on for a bit of a cameo appearance and yet again he, he, he shone he, he looks a completely different player this season at the moment doesn't he? Yeah he, like I said he, he looked coached again the, the key word that I'm going to say he looked fitter, he looked quicker, he looks like he wants the ball. And he was beating players. Um, obviously, he does do it regularly, but last season he kind of had a bit of a stumbling start. But he wants the ball. And when he goes on these runs, he's quite hard to knock off. He's a big kid, you know. Like, people don't realise how big he actually is in stock. You know, it's very hard to get the ball off him. And he, we've seen that video from all the Everton players um, only a couple of weeks ago when they've asked who's the most skillful on the side. And near enough, 90% of the players, Alex Awobi, straight away, full of tricks, full of skills, and he can beat players. And he, he played extremely well against Huddersfield, and then he's played really well when he came on as a substitute um, against Southampton, and um, obviously yesterday oh, on Saturday against Brighton. So I made up for him. Um, I thought that maybe his days were a bit numbered, but I feel like that he is turning the fans minds for him in a positive light. I feel like he's now showing what he can do. Um, there was a few times where there was a few close, he's got really tight 
tight ball skills as well. So when people are coming towards him, he can nick balls around the back of them. There was a few times there was a quick one-two and he was in behind. He was quick. He was powerful. He, he came on obviously for a 20-minute stint and now he set up two or three goals. Um, obviously, the, the Corey one, which I think may be a negative, he probably could have done better. He should have gone across the keeper to the far corner. That would have been 3-0 game over. There was a few times where he could have let go and a few shots which didn't go to plan. He put Richarlison in one-on-one who put the, the shot wide. So, He's creating chances. He's creating those those key balls to these players that gives them the opportunities to pull us further ahead. And I'm all for it. I'm all on the Alex Awobi bandwagon at the moment. So, do you know what? Fair play to him for coming out. And I feel like he's getting full of confidence. And maybe that is a bit of man-to-man, um, a bit of a shoulder, what Benitez is offering in there. Because obviously, against Huddersfield, like obviously we spoke about in the last podcast, and Rafa Benitez made that, obviously pointed at him, like, like we said on Twitter, and... He made it about Alex Awobi, like he was your man tonight, he was brilliant. And maybe he needs that bit of a boost to say like, and we were all cheering, chatting his name, and maybe he just needs to be loved. And if he carries on performing the way he is, we'll be singing Alex Awobi Wobi a lot more, to be honest. So, no, absolutely made up with the lads. Um, there was a brief couple of minutes, um, there was a brief couple of minutes where he, um, of the cameo that was uploaded to Twitter, and he looks superb, and also no, absolutely superb. And may his form continue. Lee, just looking at the the start of the season, played four in all competitions, three wins, one draw. In those four games, Everton have had the least amount of possession in all four games. Even away at Huddersfield, Huddersfield had more percentage of the possession. Is that Everton's model this year? Do you think they're happy to surrender possession for large parts? But when they do get the ball, it's then you attack with quality. Yeah, and who's bothered about how much possession we have? It's what you do with it and how effective you are. And right now, Everton look a threat. You know, I think we're being resourceful with um, you know where we're, where the hard work is getting put in. Um, you know, and there is something to be said for letting you letting the opponent sort of run out of steam. You know, you, you, if you're set up and you're hard to break down, let them, let them have the ball. Once you get you work hard to get it back, which you, which you've got with Alan and Decore at the minute, and you've got pay, players with pace going forward, you're set up to counter attack and, and be effective. And tell you what, give me this Everton over last season's Everton any day of the week and twice on a Tuesday. Thank you very much because it's just infinitely better to watch. Last year was dour. Oh my word! How many times did we come on this podcast fed up, thinking what was that? No shots on target, never looked a threat, playing at home. There wasn't a run last year where we, we didn't score in the second half at home for about eight games or something like that. Can't remember. I'd rather forget it if I'm honest. It was that bad. But this year, it's just tactically light years away. And yeah, you know, long may it continue. I don't care if we end the game with 30%, 40% possession. If we're winning 2-0 and having five, six shots on target every game and, you know, 12 to 20 shots overall which is what's happening that's fine but with me and, and, and I dare say it'll be fine with the majority of Evertonians out there because we, we look a team that you'd pay to watch this season um, you know it's not tippy-tappy football with no end, end result you know who wants to watch that you know we're, we're not Man City we haven't got the level of players that Man City have got they can do that and get away with it and break teams down and, and little one-twos and stuff like that We've got to work with the players that we've got available for us and find a, a set of tactics and, and a style of play that works for the players that we have 
And I think Benitez has identified that straight away. And it's and it's effective, like you say. Played four, won three, drew the other. And we were very unlucky to draw at Leeds as well. Don't forget, you know, and before that game, we did, with all of the pressure with their fans and stuff, you did, took a point all day. But we were disappointed coming away with a point. So it could easily have been a perfect start to the season. But you'd have taken it, wouldn't you? Um, and, and we were all commenting on that as we were buzzing coming away from the ground on, on Saturday. What a start to the season this has now turned out to be. And if we can rest up now, you know, heal a couple of knocks, sort out a couple of issues, maybe get a few players in tomorrow, who knows? Then Burnley coming to Goodison on on you know week on Monday is another great opportunity for us to get another three points. And 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 you're flying then. So come on, long may continue. Loving the tactics, um, and he's got it absolutely spot on so far. Ben, moving away from on the pitch, off the pitch, over a five hundred mile round journey for the Evertonians, a sold out away end. I'm sure you you were involved in the middle of it in the concourse at halftime, the, the celebrations and the noise coming out of that concourse at halftime. Just a special mention for the away following. They're fully behind the team at the moment, aren't they? And it it really makes a difference for the eleven players on the pitch. Oh, it's a brilliant atmosphere. I think I was just obviously clapping the players off at half time and you ran out and said, I've got you a pint there, come and listen to this. Absolute pandemonium was going on downstairs and I had to get involved. And obviously I can talk at this tone of voice, but if you go any higher than this, my whole voice disappears. So it was just a fabulous, fabulous day. Whoever's made that Damari Gray song, amazing, absolutely superb. It was going off all through that half time and obviously into the second half and the whole weekend. But no, the Blues will follow this team everywhere and I feel like there's a real good atmosphere around the club. If we can obviously sort a few more signings tomorrow, then absolutely brilliant. Because um, look, we still are a couple of players away from a fully fit squad. I don't, still don't think the squad's as good as it should be, but the players go out and he's done a really good job. Um, and the fans were always back players that work for the shirts and every single one of them on Saturday worked for the shirts. And do you know what? When they had that free kick when Pascal Gross struck, I had a bit of, oh, what's picked the done spilled it. It was a superb save, and I'll say that word again, superb, because everyone takes the, takes the mic out of me for saying it. He was very, very good. He was assured, made some really good saves, and obviously the core he was in following up, because it did get a bit of a wicked deflection. So fair play to Jordan Pickford as well, which again, we're not speaking about any negatives. I remember, obviously, what Lee said before, on this podcast over the last one, especially last season, it was like, uh, every oh yeah great away win three points um, we won three points the main thing we played awfully now it's we played really well and got three points and I can't remember always performing like that away from home for a, lo- a long 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 time I think the last time we've had a comfortable away win was probably that Southampton 3-0 away from home when Lukaku went and scored and West Ham away a few seasons back when we won 2-0 but apart from that I can't remember away performance very as, as assured as that. Um, obviously, people will say, oh, you didn't have the ball uh, and try and make up some stat that, that way. But look, when we had the ball, we were dangerous. And if we would have come off that pitch and won three or four nil, no one at all would have said we didn't deserve it because that second half performance is as good as any that I've seen from Everton. Um, it's just it's just really good. It's a really nice atmosphere. Everyone's getting on. We're meeting new blues, meeting new faces, putting faces to names on obviously the social accounts and it's just an all-round. I'm just really happy to obviously be a part of this podcast with you two, um, Borley, Kevin Ratcliffe, loads of others. It's just to thank you to you both as well. It's been class. So, um, but no, a real good feel factor around the club at the moment. So I'm absolutely made up. 
Lee, Rafa Benitez, you know, <laughs> a lot of eyebrows were raised when he was appointed, obviously, and, and there's probably still a few question marks over a, a few things, but he must be delighted, mustn't he, about how we've started the season. The team looked fully on board. Everything has pretty much gone to plan for him. He probably is sitting here tonight, isn't he, thinking, I'm absolutely delighted. The pressure's off. I've won the fans over early doors and we can now get to work. Yeah. Obviously, first, just to acknowledge Ben's point there, fully agree. Um, you know, with the, the pair of you, you know, it's just an amazing thing to be part of. This this last few days, starting with the, the last event at the BKL on Thursday, it's just been epic. It's just been unbelievable. You know, meeting so many Evertonians who are all so kind, so complimentary. Um, it's it's actually very, very humbling. Um, and it, it's just an amazing thing to be part of, especially something that we thought it's just a bit of an idea going back seven, eight months, whatever it is. So, yeah, it's allowed us to have days and weekends like we've just had. So absolutely brilliant. And thank you to everyone who's offered, offered the support. Um, but back, back to your question, Mick, I think, yeah, it's a dream. It's a dream start. For Benitez, he couldn't have asked for anything better. And, and we all said it before the start of the season. It, you know, he needs a good start. He was already fighting against the tide a little bit with the, you know, the split in the support, uh, which you can understand, you know, given the fact that he's the first manager for you know, 100 years or whatever to manage Everton after managing Liverpool. Um, but that's exactly what he's got. And he's got to take the credit for that. You know, the, the team are playing for him. Um you know, so he's he's setting his instructions out. He's telling them how he'd like them to go out and play, and they're delivering on his messages on the pitch. And that that is what you want. That connection between manager and set of players. That's all you can ask for. You know, you've heard these rumours about the other fella, the snake, just saying go and play. You know, come on, you're getting paid how many hundred thousand pounds a week to manage our football club, and all you can muster is go out and play, because that's exactly what it looked like last season just a, a, a set of players put out onto a pitch and flip a coin and hope for the best. No, you, you, you can't get away with that in the Premier League. It's too competitive. Teams like Brighton on the day, you know, they, they can cause you trouble. They, you know, you can lose that game quite easily, but not when you're as well set up and well drilled as Everton were on Saturday. Brighton never stood the chance and hopefully there'll be other teams who we can say the same about as the, the weeks and months go on. You know, we, we've got good players we, we've got players that can hear teams. You know, there's a lot of internationals in there. Like Ben said, I think we are still short because of a couple of injuries and I think we will be struggling a little, little bit more. Hopefully tomorrow we can address that. But for now, we've got good players and we should be beating teams like Brighton. We should be beating teams like Southampton. And it's nice to come away and say, yes, we have beaten them. But not only have we beaten them, we've not been lucky or fluky or you know, we've hanged on or scraped a win with a set piece or whatever. They've been convincing brilliant performances and that's what's refreshing that's what's making me I don't know about you two but I can't wait for Burnley I can't wait for that game now and I haven't said that about Everton for, for a good while probably since Martinez's first season you know I, I just can't wait to get back and watch and watch this team they've got me right behind them and they've got the, the set of Evertonians right behind them and you can see why and Rafael Benitez like this comment or not takes an enormous amount of the credit for that so yeah Brilliant start. And as, as Evertonians, he's the manager of our football club. We've got to get behind him. If the team's winning, that's all that matters. Mm, absolutely, Lee. And that's all we've got time for this evening. We will be back Wednesday with all the fallout and all the talk from this summer's transfer window. In the meantime, played three in the league, two wins, one draw, seven points. The Toffees currently sitting sixth 
and we're going very, very well. Three points down at the Amex. We couldn't have asked much more than that. Let's just hope we end the transfer window stronger than we started it. In the meantime, stay safe, take care, and we'll see you Wednesday. All the very best. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.